welcome to the Chewing Gum Podcast, where we'll be chewing on some of our honest Asian Australian experiences. I'm Sherry. And I'm Clover. Welcome to episode 9, where love wins all. If you embrace the rainbow, the LGBTIQA plus community stands for individuals that identify as lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, intersex, queer, asexual, and or questioning. The community itself represents a place that individuals can go to feel included and exclude the rejection or pain that they have felt. We live in a diverse society where there are many different personal, cultural and religious values and beliefs. Many people will have to go through the initial reaction upon hearing about this community, whether that be good or bad. And who better to talk about this society's perception of the community than Davis here? Hey, how's it going? Um, thanks for having me on this podcast. I'm Davis and I'm studying biotechnology at UTS. And I'm currently in my fourth year. So the first time I actually heard about the LGBTI community was actually in primary school. So the word gay or lesbian was actually used as a term to insult people. A lot of boys, obviously, they just they were not thinking and they use that to call other people names. And um you know, so that's like when the, f- that, that was when the, I first heard of gay or lesbian, but the first time I actually heard of LGBT um, community in general was actually during high school when there was a huge talk about this and I was very confused. I didn't know what, why there were so many different genders or different identities, but I think later on, like, the school I went to kind of pushed that idea through and I kind of understood it more, especially through pop culture and media. I kind of just got a better glance at it. So what about you, Davis? Like when was the first time you heard about the LGBTI community? I think mine is pretty similar to yours. Like the first time I heard the word gay was being used as an insult, like even like my brothers used it because I think everyone around that period of time used it as like a negative word. But I didn't really know about the whole community or like sexuality in general until, yeah, somewhere in like early high school, I think. Like when puberty hits, I think that's when people start talking about that sort of stuff. And yeah, it was only from social media that I was more exposed to what actually was. And that's how I realized that, oh, maybe I am like kind of different. So yeah. That's interesting. For me, I heard of the word like gay and lesbian as well when I was young and I don't know when I was young I was exposed to a lot of media as well so I knew of the possibility of attraction of people of the same sex especially when I went to Thailand it's known for like drag queen shows so I knew of like you know people cross-dressing and like having different gender identities but I didn't know anyone personally who were actually openly part of that community and I barely knew what heterosexual people did. So I had even less of a clue what homosexuals do in their freaky time. So like I didn't, <laughs> all I knew was like they were just attractive. But I didn't know like what that meant in the physical context, if that makes sense. But like when did you come to, you know, realize for yourself that you were different? So I think I realized somewhere in like early high school. Like I've always kind of known since primary school that I was attracted to guys but I didn't know how to label it or what it was called until, yeah, when I got a bit older and I realised, like, there are also other people out there who have, like, same-sex attraction and that sort of stuff. So, yeah, it took me a while. I think around, like, year seven or eight that I realised that I was gay. When you started to know how to label yourself, what kind of emotions was running through your head? I think at first I didn't know, like, if it was right or wrong because it was just who I was. But then once you kind of realize that like, oh, it's different from other people, like other people aren't like that as well, then I think everyone hides it at first. Like, I don't think anyone would be comfortable coming out as soon as they like are ready, especially during that time. Yeah, I hit it. I just pretended to be like more or like less girly and like just tried to fit into that stereotypical kind of like male mold. I'm not sure if I was very convincing because <laughs> I, I feel like I still hung out with like all the girls in primary school as well. Like I was still 
I don't know if I fooled anyone, but yeah, I was definitely trying to hide it. So what like kind of motivated you to come out then? When you're in the closet, there's a lot of acting. And I think at a certain point, you just get tired of pretending to be someone else. Like it sounds pretty uh, cliche, but it's like, I just kind of wanted to be able to just be who I was without explaining everything. I think when I'm in the closet and people don't know, like if I let out any feminine energy or like act a little gay, like I'd be scared that people call that out and ask me about it. I mean, I just got tired of that. I got tired of having to lie about things. So I came out and I didn't have to watch how I acted or how I spoke or like my tone in that sort of way. So like you said, like you were hanging out with girls in primary school, right? You went to a boys school in high school. Did that make it a lot difficult for you? Oh, 100%. I was so terrified. <laughs> no idea. Like I was, my mm-hmm. first high school was co-ed. And then in year 10, I had to move to this all-voice school. But, like, before I was moving, I was telling my mom, like, I want to go... I want to go to this other school because it's co-ed. Like, I didn't want to go to this boys' school. Uh But then my mom's like, oh, this one's um, closer to home. Like, I can just walk there. It's like a 10-minute walk. Mm -hmm. So eventually, like, gave in and I went to this boys' school. And it, it wasn't as bad as I expected. Like, I thought... I thought I'd just get bullied, but <laughs> everyone was pretty cool, so. But I was also a good actor, so I don't know. <laughs> Aww. At least you had a good experience from going to the all-boys school. It could have went a totally different way, for yeah. sure. But, like, at the time when you told your mom you didn't want to go to that boys' school, did, did she know that you identified as yourself as gay at that time, or were you still in the closet? No, I came out after high school, actually. So like oh. first year uni, I think. Were you like scared of anyone's reaction, like your family or your friends when they would have heard that you were gay? I think I was like a bit worried that things would change. But at that time, when I decided to come out, I was pretty sure that I'd still be accepted. Like, I knew that my family wouldn't disown me or anything. So I was very thankful for that. So I was, mm-hmm. yeah, I came out to my brothers first and then my mom and then the friends. And for friends, it was a lot easier because I think like everyone our age was pretty accepting anyway. I was a bit worried, but it wasn't like too bad. Would you say who's the hardest person for you to come out with? Definitely my mom. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I grew up Christian. So I always knew that like it would be taken kind of like not the best. Mm. And I think I was the most scared to tell her because, yeah, it's like, I don't I don't know how it would feel with, like, still going to church and stuff. And I think her reaction, like, keep it low-key, like, oh, it's just a phase, mm. it will pass. Like, don't don't talk about it too much, mm. don't tell other people because it might still change. But, yeah, I ended up telling people anyway. <laughs> you know, before you came out of the closet, right? And then you had to act, right? Is it because, like, you know, people are yeah. asking you, like, oh, what type of girl you're into? Oh, oh she's God. hot kind of thing. Or, like, <laughs> I, oh my God. they're asking questions like that. That's when you're like, oh, my God. Like, <laughs> I really want to just tell them, like, I'm into guys. 100%. That was, that was PTSD right there when you asked. Oh, my it was God. definitely when people were like, why aren't you dating yet? Like, why don't you have a girlfriend? <laughs> and then, I would like, when people ask me, like, like, what's your type? What's your type? Like, what kind of girls you like? Why don't you have a girlfriend? I'm always like, oh, I'm just focusing on my studies. <laughs> I just don't want to commit to anything because I want to focus on school. <laughs> and it was, it was so, it, I was so awkward about it that they 100% knew as soon as, like, I answered that question because I just answered it so poorly that, like, they 100% knew I was, like, <laughs> not into girls at all. <laughs> yeah, I hated that question the most when they asked like, "What kind of girls you're into?" And I'll just be like, "Um, kind and loyal." <laughs> and just a kind girl. <laughs> yeah, just a nice know. person. Could you have like you know saying the guys' traits, but it didn't make them like described as a girl? Yeah, I I think I do, but like I feel like when they ask like, "What's your type?" If you say those personality traits, it's so ambiguous, it's so vague. <laughs> like, I'm just saying, <laughs> like, un- unless I say, like, oh, handsome and, like, protective, <laughs> and, like, <laughs> then that's a different story. But, like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, 
I couldn't answer that question properly without almost like outing myself. And I'm pretty, I know people like catch on because they would be like, oh, okay, that's interesting. <laughs> and I know they already like have a hunch, but yeah, that guess I wasn't that good at hiding it. Mm, I, I'm not sure, but like from what I've asked Thomas before, like I asked like, oh, do you think you knew Davis was um gay when he was in high school? And then he told me, like you do have like girlier traits. He didn't necessarily take you as like, oh, uh, you were interested in guys. So I think you did a pretty good job if you managed to fool him. I guess <laughs> you're a pretty good actor. But, <laughs> the yeah, thing is, solid. like honestly, yeah, like I deserve an award for this <laughs> Academy Award for this acting. But like, I'm definitely a lot different around like the guys. I think it's easier to act around the guys. But then when I'm around girls, I think I naturally get a bit more expressive, and mm. that's and before I came out, and I would like slip out bits of like, I don't know, being expressive. <laughs> mm-hmm. They would, they catch on like you guys catch on very fast. Yeah. So it's mostly the it's mostly the girls who ask me like, oh, like what kind of girls you're into or like are you dating? Because they're trying to suss me out. They're trying to see <laughs> what I would say. So I know I know people who ask me that already know. No, but like that doesn't necessarily mean that they know that you're like interested in some like a different gender. That I know for a fact that um back then when we used to work together, a girl asked you like, oh, are you dating or are you like what type of girl you're interested it was because she's interested in you that's why girls ask what? that question no. <laughs> usually do you agree Sherry like you ask a guy like back then when you were single like you ask a guy like oh what's your type or like like what kind of girl you into are you dating like sometimes it's a girl personally like interested in you that's why she's like asking that that's, Not necessarily, that's me like... putting them in the friend zone <laughs> oh <laughs> oh my goodness I I'm flattered but I thought I just thought she was on to me <laughs> you know I was so stressed out it was that it was this girl from work that asked me and I was so stressed out I was like can I just clock off right now <laughs> I don't want to work here anymore <laughs> I'm getting harassed in the work oh my god <laughs> oh my god yeah but yeah. I think it can be two ways from Sherry at least it's like putting them in the friend zone for me yeah. I see it as like they were interested in you in that way and that's why they want to suss out kind of thing that's interesting I never thought of it like that <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's a whole new perspective that I didn't know about well I think to each their own but that's what I feel now that you're out then what's your ideal partner like, what's your dream, man? Now you can say uh, like, all the descriptions you want. Rich, <laughs> firstly, <laughs> has money, has a nice house. Do you just want a sugar daddy? No, or like, if you know any, like, <laughs> but like, I don't, I don't know. It's like even now, like, I don't exactly have specific traits that I would list just because I feel like if you vibe with someone or if you like someone uh, at a particular time then like then you like them Mm -hmm. like I don't think I'll be able to list certain like a checklist yeah and say like oh they check off that or like they're this or they're that it's just Mm. honestly it's just if I vibe with them (laughs) in real life then I probably like them Mm. but Mm -hmm. But money doesn't hurt. <laughs> Just gonna put that out there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but what are like the attractive points for you? Like, like if you, you were not like, talking yet, yeah, to them. Like, um, yeah. What it's like catches your okay. eye, you know. <laughs> I might be kind of shallow or superficial, but like I think because I'm like kind of I'm kind of like a shorter guy. I think I'd rather them be like pretty tall. How like, tall? <laughs> Like, like one ninety. Um, any um, any anywhere is good. What? No, like yeah, I think like one one eighty is is nice, but like it's not like exclusive. I'm not gonna not date someone just because they're short. Like, mm. 
Yeah. Because that's just, that's pretty hypocritical. <laughs> but like, like, I don't know. I think that's what I find would be attractive. And then I think mm. maybe like, I think I'm into like bigger size. In terms of, as if like, they're, like, they're just bigger. You're just gonna <laughs> save yourself there. No, 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 okay, not like, oh my goodness, it's gonna be so hot. It's like, I'm as in, like, a bigger frame. Okay. Like, yeah. a bigger frame, not not anything else. I'm so sorry. Okay. Like, do you like big arms and, like, big shoulders and a big chest? It doesn't even have to be, like, muscular. Like, it's nice. Mm. Just bigger, like, even muscly or chubbier. Because, like, I don't know. I just want to be, like, wrapped around. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> I just want to be protected. I just want to... Yeah, you feel... I think I think you're going to agree with that, uh-huh. right? We feel... Has there been any males that have gotten that criteria and made you feel protected? How's the dating scene like? <laughs> Unfortunately yeah, what's the not. dating scene like? <laughs> Honestly, I can't even tell you. I'm not sure. Firstly, it's very hard to even find someone the same sexual orientation as you. Because majority of them aren't and like I don't know where do you, where do you even find where do you find people without using like a dating app or something? Mm. Like I think that's the only option I had. Like when I went to uni, I was so optimistic. I was like, "Wow, I'm gonna go to uni, find myself a new man," <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going. But then nobody, like everybody in class, was like, "Just oh, it's just, everyone's just straight," uh. <laughs> or. Mm-hmm. Or I or nobody just expressed anything. So, like I know, like some people out there, they just they don't like to be asked really bluntly if they're a certain like orientation or have like what their gender is. They don't really want to answer that bluntly. Do you find it like fine if someone's just like, oh, like are you gay? Do you like men? Like that kind of like bluntness to it. There's a difference between like asking for their general identity because I think the way to approach that the best way would be to say like hey how's it going I identify as he him Mm. what do you identify as like I think if you start off saying your pronouns first Mm. and then ask for theirs I think that's the best way to do it Mm. but in terms of whether you're asking for like their sexuality is like depends on the how you ask them as long as it's not incriminating when you ask them or like if you're just like curious hey how's it going like mm. are you comfortable with me asking mm. like oh what's your sexuality i don't know i think it's different if you're trying to like flirt with someone <laughs> compared to just like asking for asking sake like because if you're like flirting mm. with someone you have like this agenda but then if you're asking to know i think it's best to let them tell you so that, you know, they're comfortable with it first. Okay, now that you're talking about flirting, how would you know that a guy's, like, flirting on you? Honestly, I'm so oblivious to it, to be honest. People, like, when I'm walking with, like, other people, they would always be like, hey, that guy was staring at you. And I'd be like, what, where? <laughs> Have you guys been to, like, Oxford Street? Like, where the, the gay clubs are? That's when, that's when you know, you know, like, everybody's, like, gay there. So how I know is eye contact. Yeah. People would look at people stare at you. <laughs> but I'm still very oblivious to it. You consider if someone like stares at you, you're like, oh they're flirting. No, because like I'm just walking down the street with my friends and like I walk past this guy and as uh-huh. I'm walking past he's like staring at me and I mm-hmm. like look back and I glance away. And then mm-hmm. and then this one time like I looked back like behind me to look at him again and he was looking at me as well and I was like damn we're both checking each other out oh, <laughs> and the, and the, damn that's like, yeah, oh. like did you guys take action no I just walked away because I'm too shy <laughs> <laughs> but that's when I know like oh like someone's looking at <laughs> they're giving you the, the eyes it's it really is have you ever been inside the gay club though yeah i i used to go like pre-covid it was an experience it's really something else can straight people go to the gay club as well it's mostly guys so i don't know if there's straight guys in there (laughs) but i don't think like no 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 why would i go if i'm a straight person going to a gay club to look for a straight dude I think it's fine if it's just like the girls and the gays. 
Because I, I went with, like, a bunch of girls uh... as well. It's more fun. Like, it was one of the best clubbing experiences of my life <laughs> the first time I went to a gay club. Oh. We should all go. Like, the ones in Oxford Street. Can you take Yeah, me? can we, we go, should. please? Honestly, we I want to go. go. <laughs> yes, 100%. Like, I think one thing about it was that I was literally the youngest person there. Because <laughs> there's so many guys. It's Everyone's so tall. So I was tiny in that crowd. I could not. I could not go anyway. It's just full of like tall white people. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> We're like fatting you. Are you sweating a little bit now? But like I think yeah, it was so fun. The first time I went, um, I think we went at like eleven. We got went in at like eleven p.m. and we were clubbing till like six a.m. It was. I lost track of time. I walked out and it was like sunny again. Whoa. And I was like, wait, we were there oh for my like God. six hours. I've never, I've never heard that happening before because like I thought that clubs usually close, like close close at like 3 or like 4 a.m. And then like they get everyone to leave. Yeah, like the club I went to, uh, it was called Arc and it had like a top level and a bottom level. Uh-huh. And I think the top level closed at 4 a.m. And then we moved to the bottom, and that closes at, uh-huh. like, 6. So then that's when, like, we had to go. But I completely lost track of time because it was so fun. Yeah, it was fun. It had, like, lasers and everything. It had, like, drag oh shows. God. It was kind of wild. <laughs> you should definitely go. Clover, have you ever seen, like, a drag show? Not really. I've always wanted to. Like, I wanted to go to, like, not strip clubs. I wouldn't mind going, but, like... Male strip clubs. <laughs> I, I don't mind. I, I don't know how I feel about it when I actually see it. <laughs> I wouldn't mind either. Yeah, I wouldn't mind. <laughs> yeah, Davis wouldn't mind either. I can't. <laughs> so we're going to go to the gay club together, and then we're going to go to a male strip show as well. Yeah, is it like that in the in the gay club, yes, or is it like a different thing? Is it like Magic Mike? Magic Mike? Oh, I wish. (laughs) (laughs) Like, okay, like something really cool about gay clubs is that there's no like dress code. I didn't know that at first, but like the people I went with who went more, like they were like, you can wear anything you want and they'll still let you in the club. It's not like those other clubs where like you had to wear dress pants and like enclosed shoes or like dress shoes or like shirts and stuff. You can lose up in oh, like a okay. tank top and shorts and go in because <laughs> yeah. at the end of the night they're not gonna be wearing their shirt anyway. <laughs> so, oh my god! Yeah, like people will be t- just taking taking things off. Oh my god! So yeah, it's it's pretty wild. <laughs> Imagine going like public transport at six a.m. to like uni and you just see like half naked men yeah. just standing on the train. <laughs> Yeah, like, you could 100% lose your shirt there because, like, yeah. <laughs> Do you have, like, a gay radar that, like, you would kind of, like, be like, oh, that person's, like, gay? Oh. <laughs> I think mean, we got, like, the gay radar, and my one is just broken. <laughs> I don't know how to fix <laughs> I don't know what to do. I need, like, a mechanic. I need IT. Support. I need some gay IT. IT support. Help me because <laughs> I can't, I can't detect it. I don't know how do you do it. <laughs> do you think you can like look at someone and guess? I mean, if they're explicit, then I can only like figure out. Some people they express mm. themselves that way, but then in actual fact, they're not truly yeah. of a different se- sexual orientation. Yeah. Yeah, Sherry, you were telling me about that um person that came out by in your high school. Did you know that person was by? Like, okay, I didn't know this girl was bi um, until she fully confessed to me. <gasps> and I was just like, oh, I thought every single, like, flirting thing that you did was just, like, us being friends. Because, like, usually girls are much more touchier with each other than, like, you know, girl mm. and guy. Um, so, like, I, I always just thought, like, oh, the, like, the hugs or, like, the leaning on the shoulder and, like, trying to like holding my hand and stuff I thought that was like a normal mm. friend thing and then she actually ended up coming out to me and she's like hey I'm like I'm bi and mm. I really like you and like I was thinking like can we go on a date together and I'm like oh I'm sorry like I'm I'm straight um but hopefully like there's someone out there for you Damn. yeah that's so cute I wish that happened to me <laughs> <laughs> 
You mean like you did what the girl did, or someone <laughs> did that to you? No, I wish someone asked me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still worried. <laughs> That's the thing. There's always that fear of like rejection, mm. right? Yeah, so. but I think she was also she also kind of knew that I was straight, and she just wanted to like kind of just confess to me and then move mm. on because. We it got to the point where we we're just like texting and calling every single night. And again, I always just thought it was a mm. friend thing. Um, but she kind of started developing feelings, like I guess, a bit faster from all of that. So I guess for her, like confessing, and then like just like taking the time off to like I guess find other people or just mm. like move on. That's what she needed to do. So I was just like, okay, like, if you ever need to talk, like, I'm obviously here. Like, I, I still want to be friends mm. with you. But obviously, like, she just wanted some time, some time apart. And I was like, okay, that's that's mm. fine. There's no harm in asking someone out and stuff. Like, even though maybe she was asking for closure. I remember back in high school, early high school, like, year seven, she actually ex- openly expressed to me that she's homophobic. She, like, she really didn't like people who were gay, lesbian. And then the next year when I my, I transferred schools, I started seeing on social media that she was posting like intimate mm. photos with another girl. And then I was like, wait, hold on. Like, then I asked her like, oh, like, are you, are yeah. you dating this girl or something? And then she's like, yeah, like I, I am dating that person now. And then she, she just went to me and said like, oh, I know I, last year even I was so like homophobic. I was so against the idea of it and I can't believe I myself is like you know bi but people are still like working out what they want and stuff like that in life so it can be like really random not saying like you know it is a random thing like but maybe they didn't come to realize it until like a little bit later or just at any stage in their life to be honest yeah it's kind of crazy because I feel like some of the most homophobic people can just be like closeted Mm. themselves i feel like that's that occurs pretty often so over the last couple of years there's been a huge increase of people coming out as non-binary and using binary binary pronouns so why do you think that it's gotten this huge reaction to the general public um so i'll go first so like my first experience of hearing binary pronouns happen was actually through tiktok where people started introducing themselves as she, her, they, them, or he, him. And I was I was so confused. I was just like, what's going on? I don't understand why why people need to like kind of show their pronouns that they should be using. And then it got into this whole discussion of like people who are fluid with their binary um, pronouns where they have like certain colours that they wear to show what binary what pronoun that they're using for I don't know like a certain time so I guess hearing from Davis like what do you think from this like when was the first time you heard about this it's always good to like that people are able to just express themselves in the way they want to and I really get the idea of yeah like being non-binary because you don't have to conform to like you know society's um mold of what you should look like or how you should act so um yeah I really think that people should just be able to do what they want without having to be judged for it and if that's to like um yeah be called any pronoun that they'd want just so they don't have to fit into that like it's more power to them I think um the first time I heard of it I'm not sure I think I might have heard of it, like, when I was younger and looking into the whole, like, sexuality thing, because when I, like, when I was a kid and doing research about, like, why I'm gay and all that stuff, like, I came across pretty much all sorts of it, like, all of the LGBTQIA community, and, like, it's just a huge spectrum of, like, all these different, like, experiences people go through, and... Yeah, I read up a lot of um, experiences on that and they have a completely different struggle to what I've ever experienced and I'll never really understand how um, it feels to not be able to conform to the gender that you were assigned at birth. So because I'm just, I still just identify as like 
a cisgendered male. So I, yeah, I don't know what it's like, but it's definitely very powerful that they're able to speak up now. And I think there's just so much commotion in the media and like general public because people always be like uncomfortable with anything that's new. So when they hear about a new concept, obviously they'll be like surprised, they'll be uncomfortable and yeah, like against it at first. But with more exposure and like especially with social media and TikTok and everything, everyone's more open to it. So more people are able to like, you know, come out and express themselves. So I think it's it's a good thing that we're able to like be more open. Yeah, I I agree. Like I think it's like, you know, even if like let's say I I identify myself as heterosexual like cisgender female like by putting the pronouns it encourages other people to put their pronouns as well so that's in a way like inviting anyone to express who they what they want to be known as I see that a lot in like corporate settings as well especially doing my placement now there's a lot of focus in like you know building that um, bridge back between like the minorities last week was wear it purple day so it was really great like you know companies unis they're putting a lot of like emphasis on events like this to bring awareness up some people might say like it's like you know a social media campaign to express like their company kind of thing but I think like you know even if it were like it's still a big step because then in a way other people know of what it is even if it may be a ploy, but obviously, yeah, it's a good effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah I I'll agree. definitely, I'll definitely say that with the whole pronouns things, when if we start adopting them more and start being, I guess, more inclusive or more accepting of it, like directed to the general public or people, like particular people in the population that does find this quite confusing, it bridges. It definitely helps to, I guess, feel more comfortable and allow yourself to be more accepted by the community as well so I definitely think it's important that we talk about pronouns learning a language is hard right but somehow you just know like the bad words in each language (laughs) how do you feel when people say like oh that's okay do you feel do you see it as a sexist slur or do you think it's okay even when there's no malicious intent behind it um I don't think it's okay but personally it doesn't insult me what it does show is ignorance and I just think for a word used in a negative connotation I feel like it's very easy to just change your vocabulary and not use it if it risks hurting people so like it's definitely not okay it doesn't really affect me personally but yeah, it's just a bit ignorant. Mm, for sure. Decades ago, the LGBTQI plus community was like a really taboo topic. Um, it was used as an insult. It was kind of just pushed onto the side and really isolated and looked down upon. And we saw that a lot of celebrities back in the day, um, Ellen DeGeneres, for example, she was considered one of the first celebrities to come out and um, she did receive a lot of backlash for that. But because everyone else started to come out and they started to feel more comfortable and society became more accepting of sexuality and different types of gender, and it's not really a controversial term anymore, but there's still new terms being adapted and included inside this community. But has your has your perspective of sexuality changed with all these new terms coming in? Were there ones that you were like, oh, like actually, I relate to that more. I think I am. I think I, I'm also this sexuality. I think it's definitely possible for sexuality to change over time because I do think it is. It can be fluid, and uh, we're just always changing as we grow older. But as of right now, I, I'm, I'm still just gay, I think. <laughs> but I also really like the word queer because it's very um, broad and it encompasses, like, just any, anything that's, like, not straight. So I think it's a lot more of a... It's a lot more safer for me. Like, if I refer to myself, I think I'd like to 
just be like, oh, like I'm just queer, and it would just be very ambiguous. Because, <laughs> like, I think for labels, it's good to be able to categorize yourself to understand it. But then, when you categorize yourself, you kind of make your own like mold for yourself as well. And I feel like at one point in my life, I felt like a pressure to act a certain way because I was like labeled as gay. Like, I think at one point I was like feeling like I wasn't like gay enough or like I wasn't like acting expressive or flamboyant enough. And I felt like that was that's also a problem on the other end because I'm trying to live up to this social expectation instead of just seeing myself for who I am and what I feel like doing like that day. So I think it goes it goes both sides for me. It's like it's like it's good to be able to identify yourself, but then it also shouldn't restrict you to that. Do you think race and ethnicity changes people's attitudes of people in that community in terms of like how that community members feels about themselves? Like for you as a homosexual, do you think that being Asian makes the formation of your identity or treatment you you receive different? It definitely does. Like I think it does for anyone who's not white, right? <laughs> because I think like racial identity was something that we all struggled with growing up in Australia too, right? Like just kind of mm. being in like a minority does like get you thinking about that stuff. So being gay and Asian was like I think two things that mm. I kind of had to wrestle with when I was younger. Um, in terms of like perception, I know that there's there are stereotypes and there's 100% racism in like our own like LGBT community because just like yeah whether it's mm-hmm. in like the dating scene or something it's there's always that kind of um there'll always be some people who would exclude and like I think I don't have any personal experiences on that besides um, in a way, I think sometimes mm. I get fetishized <laughs> by like white people. <laughs> That's definitely something I've noticed because, like, mm-hmm. I don't know, like with with the online dating and stuff. Like, I did, I dabbled in it, I tried it, and you definitely notice the way some people talk to you. Because <laughs> I think the stereotype with being Asian is that you're more like submissive and then they just want to like <laughs> yeah like so that's what I've noticed like even though maybe maybe they're right but like you can't assume that just because I'm Asian. <laughs> like there's definitely there's, yeah there's definitely fetishization I'm not gonna mm. say everyone fetishized but like yeah I I do feel it from certain people and I mm. stay away from that. I think there's like this expectation. They just expect like all Asians to be like submissive or like... How do you know that you are being fetishized? Like do they ask you or like do they say something to you? I think I got it off like TikTok how you like determine it or like how you prove it. But like when the only people they talk to or match with or follow is just like Asian guys... I think that's a sign. So, like, there was this one time, like, I checked someone's follow, and it was just full of, like, Asian guys. And I was like, oh, okay, that's interesting. And it was, like, this white guy. I was like, oh. (laughs) I'm just another one. You know, because you are Asian and you are gay, like, do you feel like your racial identity like hinders yourself from expressing that you're gay for me like I feel like because I'm in an Asian household I'm even more unlikely to admit that I was identified sexually as something else because I feel like there's a broader sense of unacceptance of that in an Asian household compared to a non-Asian household yeah I think most ethnic households would be a little more conservative I assume 
because I like it just feels like it. My household was pretty like accepting or like they handled it really well, even though like at first it is like shocking, but like I'm really fortunate that it played out that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think being mm. I don't feel like being Asian hindered me personally. On the note of like racism as well, I think like I have experienced like how people would say like, Oh, you're you're pretty attractive for an Asian. Like it doesn't it doesn't really like relate to just being gay but like just an Asian in general where people mm. would be like I'm not normally into Asians but like you're the exception kind of thing like that's just such a backhanded thing to say yeah and I mm. I, I got mm. quite a few of those so I'm like okay no thanks if like a partner hasn't come out yet will it like affect your relationship with them oh um like a guy you're seeing yeah Oh. You're like you matched on Tinder, and then he's just like, "Oh, let's let's go out," but like at the same time, he's like, "Oh, I'm not out yet, so I'm not completely comfortable with like being seen around you," or has, it still needs the, I guess, additional support in coming out. I think in terms of being seen in public, like I can understand that because honestly, I'm not that comfortable with PDA either I'm not sure if it's like PDA itself or if it's because it's Mm -hmm. like a gay couple kind of thing but like I know that Mm. in public I honestly I think I'm just still a bit scared because I don't really like having like looks I don't like it when people look at me or like even have the risk of drawing any negative attention so honestly I'd rather keep all that personal too um i think i i'm 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 okay with them still being in the closet like and hopefully like they'll be able to you know come out and stuff but i don't think it would affect me too much unless they literally try to hide me from every single one of their friends or like pretend i don't exist and live two lives kind of thing (laughs) i think that's that's a bit that's like a little bit uh, unacceptable but if if like if they're Mm. okay like if they're out with friends and like Mm. it's cool like that's good but if it's just like they can't come out to family because of you know either being raised in an ethnic household or like it's because it's literally Mm. dangerous for some people like so i can't expect them to like be out to everyone yeah so it like really depends on the context of like if they're ever going to come out or like if they're going to be comfortable with their family knowing about it as well then do you think like religion normally does effective it it affects a lot of people's opinion on being gay and it really it really diminishes the idea sometimes in a lot of people where some people feel guilty that they're gay um, because God has told them, oh, it's not normal to be gay. So their parents put them in all these conversion camps and stuff like that. Have you ever heard of anyone being affected by this, by like being thoroughly like ashamed about being gay or like just not coming out of the closet at all or being too scared about this? I definitely like heard a lot or like read a lot on conversion therapy and how horrible of an experience that was. I don't, I don't know like anyone personally who's gone through that but yeah it's kind of scary because I I grew up in a Christian household too so throughout my childhood I definitely struggled the most with whether I'm able to like live a life that I want or go to heaven like that was the choice I had to make like whether I wanted to um yeah do what I wanted or go to heaven and it was like I was told that I couldn't pick both so it really struggled with it because as a kid you think like and you grow up with those ideas you just think like if you want to if I wanted to have a family or be in a relationship or like fall in love one day I'd go to hell for it and it was such a big conflict that I had as a kid like I remember that I would be staying up at night like praying to god and like just crying myself to sleep because i wanted him to change me and like i just wanted to 
like be normal i think but eventually like i came to terms with it and i think at this point i'm able to kind of live at peace being gay and also um believing in god like i still believe in god i just don't believe that he's created me just so that i would go to hell kind of thing because of yeah this factor that i can't change like i just believe god is more forgiving and loving instead of like condemning it's just i think it's just my personal relationship with religion and that's how i came to be able to accept that i'm christian and gay so i'm glad like you're in a better place now in terms of that 100% i think i think most <laughs> of it's repressed cuz i don't remember much of it but it was just i just remember that one moment it where, was just like, really hard yeah, yeah it's just i was so frustrated it was so confusing it was so frustrating it was like why am i why am i like this i was just like asking like why am i like this what's my purpose if i like just i'm just going to go to hell anyway like and cuz mm-hmm. like when i was young i just really wanted mm-hmm. like a family and mm-hmm. when i thought that like i couldn't have one it just it's really yeah. like disheartening mhm when you were like thinking all of these thoughts then was there did you reach out to someone to talk about this or um did you do any research was there a person that kind of helped you overcome that curve i i literally told nobody i mostly <laughs> held it to myself um and because like the internet was like growing i would like search up like i'd try to look for like a lot of like gay christian content just to see like how other people struggled with it There wasn't much on YouTube cuz nobody really mm-hmm. like YouTube was still kind of new when I was young. Um but I went on like Reddit. Like there was this forum that like gay people would talk about their experiences like coming out and everything and I just tried to find like ones that like related to me. I would read their experiences and I think it helped because you know that there's other people like experiencing similar things too. because it's it's kind of hard like when you're trying to find community in such a like yeah. niche area i guess cuz like people struggle with like their faith in general but then what happens when you're struggling because your sexuality contradicts with your faith and stuff like there wasn't there wasn't a lot of like answers for it but the ones that i found really did help me like work through it That's really interesting, but it's great that there is a lot more content now out there. I would say the church has definitely opened their kind of concept and their perception on being like part of the LGBT community but still being included in Christianity because God is essentially like how what I've been what people have told is always just like God has been was made and you should be happy and to get into heaven all you need to do is are good things. So when people who were homophobic came out with like saying oh if you're gay then like you'll go straight to hell because that's not what was created for you or that's not right. A lot of people said that it like that kind of homophobic concept actually wasn't part of the Bible at all. And I other like I'm I'm not Christian myself. Is that true where like God actually doesn't never ends up saying there's something wrong with being um, gay? Oh, yeah, I kind of I tried to look into that too. Like apparently it's not explicitly said that like you're not supposed to be gay. I think and I think it was just more about like actions. But like I think I was I'm not sure if like it's true or not, but like some people say that throughout the years of like translations like the meaning does get like misinterpreted and then like there are theories that people say the church just like condemns it just so that they can push that agenda and like um i guess i don't know if it would be a stretch to say but like trying to like control people like that um and like it's possible i'm not sure i haven't really 
um, looked into it that much recently, but like, I just feel like, yeah, like sometimes people do pick and choose what they want to push from the Bible, and it can be like just to push like their own ideologies instead of like what it really means. I just feel like there's like the only um like the main things we should be getting from the Bible is to love God and love your neighbor. <laughs> like I'm pretty sure those are the most important <laughs> commandments that we got. So when people like push hate through their religion, I don't think that's right either. So yeah, for sure. Now we're we're becoming more and more inclusive to like um the LGBT community. We've come quite a long way compared to like even when we were just young. Do you think there's anything um anyone could do to you know support the LGBT community? You transfer me money. <laughs> that would be good. <laughs> You just make a quick donation, <laughs> find your nearest gay, and just give us 50 bucks or something. <laughs> no, um, I think to support, I think the best way to do it is just listen and educate yourself. Like, just be aware, expose yourself to as many different people as you can, because the more you're exposed to it, the less likely you'll have, like, a negative reaction to it. So I think the internet really helped me like expose yourself to a lot of different kinds of people and it just makes you more accepting of it. So yeah, like educate yourself on I think other people's experiences and I think the best way to do it is just to like focus on your immediate like local community. Like I'm not going to tell people to like donate to like the charities and stuff like it's good if you want to but i think it's also very valuable to like just start with people around you just like talk to people understand where they come from and like i think learn from each other's experiences i think that would be that would make the world a better place if we listen to each other so there are many resources out there that help you in feeling more comfortable in your own skin. So such as rainbownetwork.com.au is a service that gives specialist advice and advocacy to local and state governments to ensure inclusive youth practice across workplaces and school grounds. They also provide resources for the LGBT QI plus community, such as informative articles on sexual health, research on gender diversity and gender identity. So thank you, Davis, for coming on the show and sharing your experiences with it coming out and your perception on this community as a whole. We hope that our listeners leave today's episode with a better understanding of the importance in knowing your identity and understanding the differences to other people out there. So Magic Davis on Instagram at Davis Sue <laughs> with a double U. If you'd like to send in your own comments, questions, or see more of us, follow us at Chewing Gum Podcast. Thanks for listening to this episode and tune in next week where we'll be discussing self-confidence, where it stems from the negative effects of comparing yourself and building a barrier between reality and Photoshop. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. That was so fun. (laughs)